Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. You understand what to expect at times versus a guy that's just getting plugged in or um, uh, playing a role that you expect, you know, one of your top tier guys to be at, you know, for the, uh, to, to be, uh, um, you know, eligible to play for you um, for uh, in games. So, yeah. Uh, to get A.B. back is going to be big for us. Um, like I said, although our linebackers has been playing great, in my opinion, but getting a guy like A.B. back definitely enhances the defense for sure. That's the uh, the All Things Covered podcast with Patrick Peterson. At what point, boys, does he use that platform to just turn on everyone, to turn on his teammates, turn on, turn on his coaching staff, Zimmer, like he's still like, yeah, yeah, our linebackers are awesome, you know. I mean, Anthony Barr is going to come back, and like two weeks, they lose to the Lions, and he's just like, I want out. <laughs> so I've listened to it a bunch. I don't think he's going to do it. Like I've been waiting for some, like just sort of small crack, right? Because like that's how it starts. You're like, some week you just get this small crack. It's it's usually not like a classy, classy meltdown. It's usually really classy, really classy. I, you know, I'm not quite sure, and then bang. I'm not get, getting that. It's such a positive podcast. And McFadden, his poor partner, every week keeps picking the Vikings to win. Oh, no, so, dude. so like this. Does, does Pat Pete pick pick the teams? Like, was no? Was, do, do we know? He's like, oh, I don't like, know, man. The Browns look pretty good. I think we're probably going to lose this McFadden one. McFadden <laughs> must bet a ton and stuff because he he's always like he in college games. He's got games and stuff, but he every week he's like, I pick the Vikings to win by ten points, Pat Pete. <laughs> <laughs> he picked him to beat Cleveland. It's like, yeah. well, I mean, so did we, by so, the way. So did we, right? But I'm just saying, what I'm yet to hear him say. You know what? You guys are screwed, Peppy. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough one here. I think <laughs> just, um, I'm seeing a 40 gonna... point loss, and I think someone gets fired, Pat. You're what do you think? Gonna, you're not gonna win, Pat. <laughs> your thoughts. And your linebacker is really not as good as I expected. <laughs> uh, so this is Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports entertainment, and um, we're gonna get to write that down predictions and an accountability session later on in the show. But I have for you guys, and maybe this can open up a, a larger discussion about, and obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. although I will say going into free agency, a lot of people said, maybe you should load up on the offensive side of the ball. Maybe you should give your, you know, you know your statue quarterback some uh, extra veteran protection up front. And they went the other way, right? They said, no, no, no. We're going to get Dalvin Tomlinson. We're going to get Patrick Peterson. We're going to get Bashad Breeland. We're going to spend pretty much all of our resources on defensive players. Well, we're four weeks into the season here. 
And uh, the Vikings' run defense in particular, which is what was keeping Mike Zimmer awake at night for months in the offseason, right? That Saints game was just looping in his head, that Christmas week game. Vikings' run defense this season, 25th in yards per game allowed, 136. 28th in yards per rush, 4.8 per rush allowed. The Buccaneers, by the way, are like two and a half, which is amazing. That's on pace to beat the Williams wall defenses from 12 years ago. Missed tackles, the third most in the NFL. Um, overall defense, the Vikings are 28th when you include pass defense to 28th in yards per play allowed. 6.1 yards per play yes. allowed by this defense. Yep. And uh, oppo- get this, okay? Opposing quarterbacks have a 104.1 passer rating against the Vikings so far, and that includes Baker Mayfield looking terrible on Sunday in that 14-7 to game. So um, I guess if you could go back, it's not even it's not even really a, a 2020 hindsight thing because, like, again, a lot of people were saying this before free agency, but did they make a mistake putting so many chips on the defensive side of the ball? By the way, Michael Pierce might be out now. It's so hard to get everything to gel defensively. Right. It felt like they were so close with a couple upgrades to just being a top-five offense, and now the offensive line struggles again. Um I don't know, go back in your time machine. They make a mistake. Well, you've got a top five offense as far as skill position guys go, in my belief. Like, if you put them all together. So I'm not saying that I'm now kicking Kirk into a top five QB. If he's protected, he is. But, but right. And and if he has, and if he's protected and he has Jefferson, Thielen, Cook, we thought Irv Smith, that's a top five offense from a skill position standpoint. Um, Yeah, I do consider this to be a bit of, of... hindsight but phil you're right reflecting back we did talk in march shouldn't you sign a guard shouldn't you sign a guard and that's the position that i think so so like pat p and breland like those are second tier free agent guys so i'm not saying oh you should have turned that into another receiver uh but the tomlinson signing and which followed the pierce signing which are your last two marquee free agent like early on we're gonna target this guy and get him and if I'm not mistaken, at the same time that they targeted Tomlinson, they also pursued defensive end. You know the one thing I don't recall them pursuing? A really good guard. And so I think it's very fair to say, like, your offense is good. Your defense is suspect. It needed help. So I'm not advocating not signing anybody. I'm not saying, oh, just bring that defense back and allow it to fail miserably. But should you have taken your day one target and made that a guard? Well, yeah, you should have, and, and you should have if for only one reason, Kirk Cousins. Like, we're seeing, this is, and the whole conversation about Kirk, people hear things, so I'll try and be clear as possible. But we have seen um, protected Kirk, and we have seen hurried Kirk, and they're not the same guy. And if we I'm can, glad you didn't say unprotected Kirk. Un- I don't, don't, don't have me go there. Don't, because I mean, I've got a lot of thoughts on that. In God's hands. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? That's okay. Let's not go there. No, 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 no religion on Mackie and Judd today. But anyway, we've seen both of those Kirks and they are vastly different. And the Vikings know this, like, like, it's not like, oh man, uh, Mackie and Judd and Declan are seeing something that nobody else saw. We know what the price is if Kirk is not protected and we know how good he can be when he is. So I think the answer to the question is 
should your first inclination have been, we've got to get a lineman to anchor this thing. Like we got to go and get the best guy. If, if, you know, Thune was a possibility, that's great. But even the guy after him, we got to get somebody who's going to anchor this offensive line because it's not like they signed Dalvin Tomlinson. And we all said, Oh man, Dalvin, you got Dalvin Tomlinson. I've been a Dalvin Tomlinson fan for years. It it's felt not, like a it felt like a luxury, right? And of course, felt, if if Pierce is going to be out for the season now, it's like you. But my you're probably happy you signed Dalvin Tomlinson. But my point is, Dalvin Tomlinson was was a guy who we were like, who? Oh, I have to go on my Google machine and look him up. So if you had signed the same type of guard, I would have preferred to go in that direction. But, you know, what was, in hindsight now, the conversation? Because I I think it was Mike saying, Rick, we can never have a game like we had against the Saints again. I want this defense full of veterans and to be as good as possible. And this, and we've got to stop them. Well, the reality is, if you had sat down, like with a big group of people that knew football and listened to them, they probably would have said, don't you want to solidify the unit that's close to busting out? Yeah, it, it it felt to me all throughout the offseason and just surveying the wreckage of the defense in 2020 and where the offense could maybe go. It's It felt like the offense was very close with a couple, hey, if you can just get a little more support up front here. And I'm not talking about like cross your fingers draft support. I'm not talking about, you know, high upside Ole Udo. I'm talking about like guys who have done it for five years before plug them in, they're veterans, and they're ready to rock and roll, that this would be a top-five statistical offense. That It wouldn't just be, well, they got the position players. It would be, you know, the whole thing is top-five because you're not worried about, for instance, what happened against the Browns. 29 pressures allowed in that game. Um, And so I have a, a, a few different thoughts on this. Number one, I don't think it's easy to just say, well, they should have gone and signed offensive linemen. There really were only, to me, you know, just looking at the list of guys who were available, there were really only once once uh, Brandon Scherf was franchised. He was the uh, Washington Football Team uh, free agent guard that they just franchised and took him off the market. Then there was basically one needle moving guard, Joe Tooney, and then one needle moving center, former Packers center Corey Lindsley. And I think everyone else beneath them, so like Matt Filer signed with the Chargers. He went from Pittsburgh to the Chargers. He was a guard. He's actually been one of the worst pass-blocking guards in the NFL so far this year. He's great as a run-road grader, but like he wouldn't have been been a needle mover. You would have had to sign Joe Tooney to play left guard. Left guard, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty sure he plays left guard. Yeah, left guard. Um, Or Corey Lindsley, who was one of the best centers in the NFL for the team you play twice a year, Green Bay, and he was available and open. He went to the AFC, right? But that would have required, for Tooney, it would have required opening up as much money as possible, which they sort of did in increments throughout the offseason, not signing Patrick Peterson, not signing Dalvin Tomlinson, and making a full-on, full-court press the minute free agency opens. Against, by the way, the Kansas City Chiefs, who are a very appealing team to play for, you know, and, and, and Pat Mahomes, a very appealing quarterback to block for, um, you would have had to beat them out, which I think is probably unrealistic. And so I know we haven't talked about this, and I know that it's hindsight, but one of the weakest links in your offensive line is your center. Garrett Bradbury continues to be. Like, we celebrate when he's not a train wreck, right? Like, he's never going to give you a stretch of, at least at this point in his career, five or ten games where he's just 
the anchor of that offensive line, right, where you're not moving me back, buddy. That's not who he is. He's a, he's a terrible pass-blocking center, and he's been that. He's He was one of the most NFL-ready, quote-unquote, players in terms of age and size and experience coming into the draft, and he's he's been a bust so far. Corey Lindsley didn't go sign with the Chiefs. He went and signed with the Chargers, and I get that the Chargers are up and coming, but it wasn't like, oh, it's a no-brainer. Joe Tooney was a no-brainer. I'm going to go play for a team that can immediately win the Super Bowl. Corey Lindsley was like, I'm open for business. Who wants to pay me $15 million? And the Vikings had that money that they created, and they gave it to defensive players. And would they have been able to move off of a first-round pick after two years and say, you know what, this is a blow to our egos, but getting an absolute stud in the middle of that offensive line is going to make everyone better. It's going to make Kirk better. But we'd have to admit that we were wildly wrong on a first-round pick two years ago. You know, so that's like in terms of what could have been. I actually look more at Corey Lindsley than I do at Joe Tooney right now. I just think that that on a grand scale, if you look at the entire approach that the Vikings took in trying to say we're not going to rebuild because 2020 was certainly a disappointment, but we are going to be good. Like we're going to pop again. Um, they they took the approach of let's let's try and patch as much as we possibly can as opposed to where are we good where can we potentially build and i'll I'll give you some perfect examples first of all you could have freed up more cash by simply severing ties with anthony barr the the fascination that this team has with we got to bring him back we got to bring it 2019 i'm signing with the jets but i'd like to come back okay you can come back what huh um 2020 into 21 we need you to take a pay cut why can't that be dude sorry it's done i the patriots zimmer loves him like i know but but look at what but look at what belichick and a lot of coaches do they say you know what dude you've sort of run your course here great great time we loved you in two years, if you'd like to come back and play for $12, that's awesome. You certainly can. But you're done here being a marquee paid player. And now, oh, my God, we freed up a ton of cash. Uh, there's a lot that goes on here from a loyalty standpoint that I think is misguided because it's this thing of we got to re- – I'm all for the Spielman idea of retaining guys out of contract one into contract two. They're your guys. You developed them. They're supposed to be at the zenith of their careers. Great idea. Where I get frustrated is we got to do whatever we can to hold on to Anthony Barr. Where I sort of get frustrated is, and this is probably a hot button one. This might be a hot take. But Harrison Smith, um, you've got to see the cliff coming. Like, it's your job as a team to be like, okay, the cliff is coming, and you're still pretty good, but we're going to push you off the cliff now because you're not as good. Um, that Those are the type of moves that put you ahead of the salary cap curb and allow you then to pursue guys. And that's where this team, and I think it's probably more Mike than Rick in that vein. That's where this team frustrates me. And like, look at the defensive players that Mike is loyal to. And it's like, you know, they, they literally have to watch in their scheme, Xavier Rhodes falling down before they're like, okay, that's enough. Yeah, they've, I, I, and I feel like for a long time, Rick Spielman was sort of the opposite way, right? He he wasn't the guy that was going to hang on to Pat Williams for an extra two years or, or Hutch. whatnot. 
Steve Hutchinson. Like they they jettisoned. You're right about that. So I yeah. think this is more of a Mike thing on defense. Yeah. Here here's another thing too. Uh, they you know they've used like 15 starting offensive guards since 2016 or something. Like the last five years or the last six years, basically since like Brandon Fusco, who didn't he start for a couple years? Mm-hmm. Not exactly a yeah, bastion of stability, but yeah, yeah he was like great. Him. He came on and talked about nipple twisters for like 10 minutes on our show one time. Um, But they've like, it's been a revolving door of guards for five or six years because they can't develop guys that are good enough. I mean, there might be some talent there, but the Vikings haven't been able to develop starting guards to be at least like three and four year anchors. It's just a constant churning of new guys. And now we're going to try Ezra Cleveland over here and Ole Udo over there and cross our fingers. And you know, you draft Garrett Bradbury and, Obviously, you haven't been able to develop him, so that's okay. You're not always going to be able to develop every single position. That's why free agency exists, right? But on the defensive side, they've developed Everson Griffin. They've developed Daniil Hunter. I mean, they've done a better job developing, all right, here's a young defensive player. Cam Dantzler is going to come in here as a third-round pick and just, boom, be your best cornerback. And he was your best cornerback again on Sunday when he came in relief of injured Bashad Breeland. So, they're very clearly better at, and they're not batting a hundred percent on the on the defensive side, but they're better at developing defensive players than they are offensive linemen. And so, when free agency comes in and the draft comes in, shouldn't your approach be all right? Let's just go sign established offensive linemen that aren't ancient. Like let's just let's all right. We're gonna go get Corey Lindsley because he's yep. established, and we're gonna draft defensive players because we know that we can get those guys up to speed pretty quickly to be at least viable starting players and they do it the other way they're like no we're going to double down on defense in free agency and just sort of cross our fingers when it comes to the interior part of the offensive line to protect Kirk Cousins it doesn't make sense it kind of reminds me of when you're uh, like let's say you're at a bar and you see a pull tab box okay and that pull tab box doesn't have a lot of pull tabs left in it so you kind of think all right, there's not a lot of pull tabs left. I can see the $500 ones are off, like the big one, big ticket numbers are off, but there's a couple $100 left. There's still probably a, a good amount of dollar and maybe $5 pulls left. So you put yeah, in sure. 40 bucks, thinking, all right, well, I, I bet I'll get one of those $100 bills. And then you don't get any of those $100 bills. So then you put in another $20. And you're thinking, all right, well, it has to be this time, right? And at the end of the day, you maybe walked out negative 10. Like it, it, you're not going to hit the home run and find the $100 pull tab in the, in the tiny box that already has all the big ticket numbers gone. That's what Did it feels like. This happened to you last night. It ha- it's happened before. So I, I figured, I figured that <laughs> yeah, it would be a perfect parallel to Rick yeah, Spielman and how he approached risky. free agency and, de- and defense. Declan's gets even more specific. Yeah. And I'm telling you, this gal yeah. named Connie yeah. behind yeah. the pull yeah. tab yeah. desk last night, I was going to tip her. <laughs> I have no interest What's in, the deal with pull tabs? in supporting St. Louis Park Youth Hockey yeah. as much as <laughs> I currently am. So so let's actually expand this conversation to also marry the issues with Zimmer developing players more of late. I feel like when he uh, arrived here, he was doing a good job. I feel like it's waned a little bit there. But let's also include Rick because I'm not sure if you saw this in your travels yesterday, Phil. But Pro Football Focus's Mike Renner had a tweet yesterday. Dude, I'll walk down the street. I'll walk down the street here. I'm in Cincinnati for some company meetings. PFFs. This is good. We we delved into this on Purple After Dark with uh, with our guy Realistic Randy yesterday or last night. But get this: the Vikings have used their rookies through four games, 
for nine snaps this season. The Seahawks are second to last, 46 snaps, followed by the Rams with 91, the Titans with 142, and the Buccaneers, who, by the way, returned everybody. So, like, they would have the least reason to use young, inexperienced players, 144. And I want to talk about, so, Darisaw's been hurt, and he might start, I would guess might start. He's got to start on Sunday. This is the game to start him. Yeah, I agree. But let's delve into, again, the world of the one guy who I think we've sort of just forgotten about and accepted, Wyatt Davis, okay? You drafted Wyatt Davis in the third round, which means that's damn near plug and play. And he was supposed to play right guard. So it it was supposed to be Cleveland, converted, tackled the guard, moving to left guard. Wyatt Davis, who you drafted in the third round from Ohio State at right guard. And he came into camp, it sounds like, or or at least the offseason camps, a little bit out of shape, a little bit fat. They weren't happy. And so right before camp, and we've discussed this, as far as I can figure, they panicked. And they picked up the phone, and they called poor Ole Udo and said, hey, dude, you've been a tackle your whole life, basically, but can you move to right guard? And he has. And for the most part, Cleveland notwithstanding, he's done a pretty nice job. But that doesn't allow, that doesn't excuse the fact that Wyatt Davis has yet to play a snap. Wyatt Davis, who was supposed to play, like there is no, we're not, we're not that wrong about when when they draft him, right? Like if he had been a sixth round pick then, and we had said, oh, he should start, I'd say calm down, folks. But when you're taken in the third round and you've had as much tr- uh, trouble, as you pointed out, Phil, at guard as this franchise has had, and all of a sudden, you go from third round pick to he can't play. We're not playing him. That's not a Zimmer problem. That's a Spielman drafting problem. And that's a major problem. And and that's why like the Bradbury whiff is enormous. There are other centers from that draft who went long after Garrett Bradbury who are productive. Yeah. Uh, just for context here, speaking of our friends at pro football focus, they do a great job of paying very close attention and grading interior offensive line play. That's harder to see when you're watching on TV. Yep. So this season on a one to one hundred scale, Brian O'Neill, sixty seven point seven. So he's kind of down from where he's been the last couple of years. But anything above like sixty on a one to one hundred scale is a is a, an above average solid. You know, once you get into the seventies, you're talking like all right, borderline Pro Bowl eighties, nineties is like elite players. Yep. Oli Udo has been a sixty eight and a half. He was not good against the Browns. He got, I think he allowed like eight pressures against the Browns. It was, it was a rough one for big old Ole Udo. Yep. Um, once you get past that, though, it's really rough. Ezra Cleveland, 57.2 out of 100 grade. Garrett Bradbury, a 54.7 and one of the worst pass blockers in the NFL still. Um, and Rashad Hill is a 39.3. He's allowed 18 pressure so far across four games more than half of them against miles garrett and there's more dudes like miles garrett on the way I'm not saying they're all going to be miles garrett but like you know it's not like you get to face at you know at some point you're going to face like five or six other ridiculous pass rushers and so th- this is a great week for derisaw to start but i guess my point here is for anyone that's going to be like well i mean ezra cleveland's been okay i mean he's playing a foreign position he's been below average Garrett Brad, it's like we're clinging to, well, they're kind of average, you know. I don't know. It's like, well, 
<laughs> why can't the, why can't the Vikings have guys that are dominant up front? Right? It's like we've lowered our expectations so much, and they've done such a crappy job of finding and developing and signing those guys that it's literally like, well, I guess you know, okay, he's not terrible is sort of our bar for measurement now. Unfortunately, yeah, and that's the and that's the problem that extends to this. Your quarterback needs a good line. Like we can, the Kirk stands and. People like Mackie, Judd, and Declan can all come together and sing kumbaya on one thing. Kirk needs a good line. That's not a debatable topic. That's not yes. like, well, he started to run a little bit more, so have you seen that? No, he needs to have. And, and and for that, I don't blame him because we've seen it. We've seen it a ton. When he has good protection, he's great. When he doesn't, he panics. And, and, and as Boone said, too, yeah. a good offensive line. Boone was great on, on this um, on Purple Daily yesterday. A good offensive line and one that's cocky and confident lifts the quarterback up and says, it's going to be fine, dude. Sorry, mm-hmm. you got knocked down, but we're going to keep you clean. Like there is, there's a reason why, and again, I'm not dumping on Kirk, but there's a reason why on Sunday his play declined. It wasn't just because of the rushes. It was also because he was seeing ghosts. But how is he not, you know, yeah. in his defense, you're going to. He's and, bad against pressure, and he and he starts to see ghosts when he feels pressure, yes. which which is a flaw. And there's other quarterbacks that that don't but drop off. It. But it's like you can do a much better job of giving him more clean pockets. Yes, and they don't, and they don't, and they never. And like, who is the guy who can say the bleeding stops now? Mm-hmm. Like we're stopping this. Yeah, Brian O'Neill. Yeah, well, Kirk Kirk needs more insurance, is what I'm sensing from this discussion. <laughs> and Federated Insurance is Kirk. here to help you when it comes to risk management. Also think about this. If there's a, you know, there's a fire inside the pocket and Kirk's got to get out, right? How solid is your business's fire prevention plan? Are your electrical systems up to date? Your left guard, your right guard, uh, are your systems in working order? Do you have plans in place with employees when it comes to fire prevention and, uh, management federated insurance.com has a ton of resources when it comes to risk management, fire prevention, management, et cetera, Find out more at federatedinsurance.com. And remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I think some of that's hindsight 2020. Some of it's first guess, and the Vikings are just uh, you know, sort of failing in these areas in front of our eyes like we thought. But the Lions can be a good elixir, I guess. We'll see what happens on Sunday. Do you have one more thought before we get to read that? I was down? just going to say that rookie um, stat is incredibly bad. Like, that's not excusable. You've well, they've drafted nine... more players. They, haven't they drafted like 38 yeah. players the last and, three years or something? And like and very, very little to show for it on the field to this point. But we know? get fooled by it. Like we're like, look at all these players. Look at the weight, the breadth of this draft class. Also, well, if they don't know, play, who cares? Wouldn't you, in a, in a win-now window, which they've been in over the last three years, wouldn't you want to be exchanging draft capital for either higher percentage players in the draft like wouldn't you want to be moving up to specifically target the best player or using draft capital to get established players that are four and five year veterans that are coming up on contracts like like the rams do right the rams have said all right this is probably going to hurt us in five years but damn it we want to win a super bowl right now and so we're just going to trade first round picks every year right i think trading down has become akin to a magic trick 
Hey, look, Wilfs, I've traded down and I got three more draft picks. Abracadabra. Look, look at the value. Look yeah. at, here's three more draft picks. Abracadabra. I just <laughs> traded a traded a high third for, you know, a fifth, a sixth, a seventh. Look at this. It's, yeah. Yes, I would agree with what you. Yeah. Okay, but that's another conversation probably for, uh, for Purple Daily. So, all right. Mackie and Judd, let's do some write that down predictions and accountability send, uh, session. When are you going to admit that you were wrong? Every Wednesday. Coming up next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. All right. Hey, Judd, when are you going to admit that you were wrong? Hold on a second. got to check my day planner. Oh, uh, right now. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Don? Just go ask Don. Yeah. Or Stella. Or Stella. Was I wrong? Yeah. Was I wrong? Yes, you were wrong. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. That's right. This is this is the most transparent segment in sports here on Mackie and Judd every Wednesday and also on Purple Daily every Wednesday. It is write that down and an accountability session where we admit where we were wrong and also celebrate on the rare occasion where we were right with our predictions. Here's how it works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs here on Mackie and Judd. And if you guys want to participate as guest listener predictors, like Reed is about to, he was a last minute, uh, just a last minute substitution here. He's going to come in and knock some dirt off his cleats, roll out of bed and hit some bombs. You can send either a Declan, a DM on Instagram, Declan Goff, Instagram, Twitter, I don't know, WhatsApp, Tinder. Nope. Swipe right. Nope. I don't. I don't swipe, and I don't do dating apps. But I didn't uh, you're, know you're, you're on you're Tinder. To, nope. I don't do any dating apps. <laughs> That's great use for nope. our show, Dex. Thank you for no, following no, no. on the this short e- for that. This executive producer meets people the old-fashioned way. So no, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay. Humble brag. Right. Uh, or you can send us a message through the feedback tab on the Score North right. app, which is a great central hub for everything we do here at Score North. Mackie and Judd, Purple Daily videos, podcast, Judd's written work. So. Let's get to it. You guys want to admit that you were wrong? So, Judd, you've been batting over 400 for basically all year. Okay. okay. I got oh, that. Oh, no. Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah, a lot of twin stuff. Oh, I've got, no. I've got bad news for you, dude. Oh, no, you know what's bound to happen. We, we, you, go <laughs> into, you go into cold streaks. God. It happens. This is Miguel Sano in May right here, yep. right? Uh, well, so you did, you did start out with a nice little shot here. You said Jose Barrios will have the lowest ERA among twin starters, uh, qualified twin starters. We're gonna. I don't think he had the qualified innings with the Twins because he got traded, but but he did have the lowest ERA. Yeah. We're gonna give you that one. Okay. Okay. And then things took a turn. Yeah. You said oh, the, yeah. the Vikings would sweep their home stand. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. said the Twins will make a change at hitting coach this season. Oh, they a great hitting coach. Yeah. Which, they, which, by the way, they should have done. I'll hold the buzzer since this is just a lot of red. Let's go every three. Every yeah. three? Okay. Yeah. All right. Alex Colomay <laughs> will be DFA'd by the Twins you know, this season. So far, I'm two, I'm two for three on my wrong ones. I'm not going to admit I was wrong. I'm going to say the team was wrong on these. <laughs> yeah, oh that's how it God. works. Oh they, probably should have, they probably should have done both those things. Uh, you said the Yankees will fire Aaron Boone during the season. There's a good chance he gets fired like yeah. today. Yeah, but it's not but, during the season. I, th- no. I thought he was going to get uh, gassed in like June. So. Yeah, no. You said Jake Cave will not finish oh, the season again? on the Twins roster. I was right. 
Teflon. Jake Cave, real quick, just for fun here. Dive and Jake. The legend. Jake Cave. I haven't watched a lot of Twins baseball the last couple months. Just the look fact up he's still in the Late Night Lamont. Look up Akil Badu. Uh, Jake Cave this season, 189 with a 293 slugging percentage, still managed to play 76 games, a career high for the Minnesota Twins. Back in the day, they called that having pictures of somebody in authority. <laughs> I don't know if we still oh, use man. that one much, but that's what we used to call it. Somebody, I put out some, we'll, we'll get to these later, but I put out some damning Twins stats compared to the Red Sox and their playoffs the last 17 years. And someone responded back with like, why are you guys so cynical? Bleep you. You know what? Ray, I'm, I'm so sick of some of these teams, like the Twins and the Vikings. Like, why are you guys so hard on them? Because we just want them to be... Less incompetent. Well, yeah, okay. we don't want to be dumb. Yes, it's like a child. It's like a child that you love, but the kid's dumb. That's not even dumb, because because dumb because dumb kids still do something right. I.e., win a playoff game in eighteen tries. Like also, I, I, you have influence over your kids. Yeah. Like we have less influence over no, the twins than we do about, over a kid. I'm talking about a dumb kid who you say do not hang out. With Jay Cave. He cannot be your friend. He's like, I'm going over to sleep over at Jay Cave's house. His mom and dad are smoking a lot of dope. Look, I told you not to do that. Yeah, Jay Cave wants to take a hit, but there's only a 189 chance that he actually uh, gets one. Hey, yo. Uh, all right. Jorge Alcala will lead the Twins in saves this season. Oops. You said Sano will play in 10 or more games at third this season. It's funny. He was stuck on nine for like three oh. months, and they never gave him oh, a Oh, that's a game. tough beat. That's a tough beat. And you said uh, Culver and Akogi would oh, both be gone it. when next season begins. Akogi's in the starting lineup right now. Dude. Yeah, that might not be permanent, but he's, he's most definitely still there. You said Arise will lead the Twins in batting average this season. Ah, you were close. Byron Buxton led the Twins in batting average. Neither of them qualified for the batting title, so either way. It's wrong. Okay. Uh, and you said the Wolves will not get a top three pick in the draft, which was right. But then you said Gerson Rosas will be fired after I, I said that the 2021-22 when season. When the hell did I predict Gerson Rosas would be? Hold on a second. When did I predict? Uh-oh. I, I'm not Uh-oh. doubting you. No, 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 no. I'm not. No, I'm sure it's right. I just I can't believe I called. I can't believe I called that. This is what happens. Someone who's batting 400 just can't envision the 0 for 10 slump that he's sliding Hold into. Hold on a second here. I gotta he's got to go check his, he gotta check his batting average log oh right my, here. On March 3rd. Oh, my God. I'm a genius. So I think this is oh, another lesson in phrasing here. That yeah. it, it is shocking that he got fired so quickly. But if you would have said fired by, let's say. By. You know, you know okay. what it was? That, that, in my mind, must have been a complete Hail Mary pass. <laughs> But it came true but early. It came true. <laughs> it came true. No, that's it. That's I think this is my worst week. It's my worst week in a long time. It might it be is. my it's worst bad. week ever. It's pretty bad. It happens. All right. Hey, uh, old Macadac here said the twins Macadac. will sweep the Tigers and Joe Ryan will strike out at least eight batters. Sorry. This was a bad beat here. I said Bowling Green would lose to Kent State by at least 12. They lost by seven. Ooh, they're back. Look out. Bowling Green. They, they covered. Yeah. It's unbelievable. However, this all right. A good one. Oh, yeah. I told time. you guys that Brooks and Bryson would do some kind of a special golf event together by the end of the calendar year. And by golly, yesterday they announced it. They will be facing each other in TNT's The Match. And um, that was a. Uh, this is more of a hopeful prediction than anything. Like nothing had leaked. There was no like reports. Bryson did make some allusion to like, nice oh, you, know, you know what? I'm calling BS. 
on the entire feud now. You think it was staged? Yes, I think this whole thing is staged. So you think Kepka said, all right, you walk behind the yes. camera, I'll yep. roll my eyes, yes. and then we can have a feud. Yes. And they hug it out. Kind of the of, and they didn't like each other before that. Like, there yeah. was some rumblings, and that, like, I think that was the, we need to take the next step. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think this whole thing is staged. I think we're going to find out they're friends. They should. They seem like they'd be friends, right? A couple yes. of beefy golfers. Beefy golfers, probably kind of douchey. very Exactly. I was going to say pretentious. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think it's staged, but that does not make your prediction any less impressive. Yeah. A couple beefy, pretentious, douchey golfers just cashing in on the public. That really is a perfect use, I think, right there. Douchey. Like, I think you're right about <laughs> Both that. Both those dudes are, yeah. Like, ordinarily, it, it, it's like, that's a tired word. Yeah. I think you hit it. They're Yeah, they're pretty douchey. Uh, I said between now and October, now being meaning like, I don't know, two months ago, and October 1st, the Wolves will not trade for a player that makes more than $10 million a year. Um, actually, here's where I'm confused. Hold on a second. Yeah, what, what did is Pat, Pat when, did, when was the Pat Beverly? Yeah. I'm trying to remember when this oh, prediction was dude. made. Dude, Pat Bev's cap hit is 14.3. When was this? And I'll listen. I'll admit that I was wrong. I just want to see when the prediction yeah, was, I, I, was made here. Yeah, that prediction says ten dollars. So I mean, sorry, Phil. <laughs> yeah, $10 blame that on the executive year. producer. I'm literally cutting and pasting $10 from $10 the teleprompter. A year. <laughs> um. Yeah. Let's see. Pat the Wolves. Uh, I think you guys are right. I think this was made before Pat Bev. Yeah. And so I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Rather than, I'm pretty sure it was. I think you guys are right. So we're going to give this one an incorrect here. All right, okay. go ahead and buzz me. Okay. Buzz I'll, me. Give you, I'll give you yeah. that. Right. Take a hit off the board here. Um, but I did say Rocco Baldelli would not be fired during the season because the Twins front office, according to Jim Pola, did an A plus, quote, A plus job you this season. You don't get it. So Rocco you, don't get it. you don't know what you're watching, Phil. Yeah. All right, listeners, Dylan said Big E and New Day will be split up in this week's yeah. WWE Superstar Shakeup. They were. Good. Good hit. Ryan said the Twins will finish bottom four in the AL standings. They did. They were bottom And then a little bit of a bloodbath here. Cooper said Alex Colome will have more blown saves than saves. He had 17 saves and seven blown saves. So, yeah, Cooper. Sorry, buddy. Looks like Colome did. Pretty crappy still, but not as crappy as you thought he was going to be. Uh, Alex said the Vikings will win the division in two th- in 2021. I, I'm sorry, I I took this off in a blind rage, but we can leave it on. I meant to, wow, I meant dude. for this to, I meant for this to not come off, but I must have just been going. I'm not gonna did you black? Did you black out? <laughs> I'm sorry, they're not going to win. The, they're not going to win the division, but uh, I did put it on here in a blind rage. Uh, Josh said Trevor May will flame out in New York with the Mets and have an ERA above no. five. He had an ERA under four. Yeah, he was yep. fine. Good. Um, Dylan said Jefferson will catch two or more touchdowns, 100 yards receiving, and the Vikings will win by at least a touchdown over the Browns. Yeah. Was, what game is that? That was last week. Oof. Uh, Gibby said Barrios will have an ERA over four against the AL East. He did not. He was, I think he was under three, actually. And then Nick and Blaine said the Twins will be sellers at the deadline, and they will finish with a bottom five record. They did not have a bottom five major league record. It was like bottom seven or eight. There was a bunch of really bad teams this year in baseball. So close Sorry, Nick. on that parlay, but incorrect. And then Declan. <sighs> I think this is a home run for Declan here. This is a bonus prediction. He said Christian Derrissaw will be active for the first time 
and will play on the offensive line. Oh, Christian Derrissaw had one snap in this game, and it was offensive line for a uh, for an extra point try. I did not specify offense, or especially I just said on the offense. He blocked. That's on the offensive line. Is yes. that considered? Is that officially considered offensive line? Yes. Yeah. He's blocking. Yes. I, that, that's that's offensive I said, play. I just said on You're the offensive points. line. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. This I'm is. Gonna del- I'm going to delve into this a little bit more. Wow. This is cutthroat. This is a. Yeah. This game's nasty. You saw what happened to me this week. This game's nasty. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> what happened. Why. Nothing happened. To you just why. made incorrect predictions. He oh, blocked. That, no, he, no, his job no, was no. blocking. I'm a, he, much like Kirk. I'm a victim. If I said an offensive series, if I had a play in the offensive series, that would have been. Yeah, wrong. I don't know if it's considered. I don't know if the blocking unit's ever been called really the offensive line unit. He's his but job was blocking, blocking the other team. I'm look, 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 look. I don't want to debate this. I'm, I'm going to look in, into this. I'm going to vet it thoroughly, and I'll get. No, but here's it. okay. Would would that point be considered a special teams point? No, it's it's count, it's counted as an offensive point. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. It's a home run. Listen, if Judd, if you want to get a if you want to get a coalition of listeners together, which they and, will find uh, me, they will do that. So yeah, yeah. Let um, us know in the Score North YouTube comment section. Yeah. Do you think we should take this up for review here, or are we going to give yep. Declan the point? I think you should get the point, but yep. it's a community here. I'm Mackie and Judd, oh, um, and then the, Declan, you said Tanner Morgan would set a, a career high or a season high for season passing high. yards against Purdue over 205. He was under 200. <laughs> And the Vikings would hold a share of first place by today. So these are a little bit off because I got a little ambitious here. Judd's at 374, six home runs. Declan at 363 with five home runs. I'm actually at 333 with three home runs. And the listeners are actually at 282 with six home runs. So there you go. Those are your... Incorrect, incorrect predictions for the week. Let's get our guy in here. Reed, Reed is coming in here. We said we we basically woke Reed up and said, "Hey, we need a last minute sub because we had a scheduling conflict." So, Reed, are you prepared mentally and physically for write that down? Uh, I'm gonna take this how I take most of my life. I'm just winging it, man, hoping for the best. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I like it. So we're gonna go around the room three times. We'll start with Reed, Judd, Declan. Back to me. Let's do this. Reed's already. After that uh, Wolves preseason game, I got to start drinking their Kool-Aid because the Vikings aren't living up to it. So I'm going to say that the Timberwolves in this season will finish within 10 games of 500. So either within 10 games above or 10 games below. They will finish within 10 games of 500 on either side. Okay. Okay. I love it. If they just if they go bonkers like the Suns and win like sixty games, we have to buzz you on this. And I think that's that's, that's perfectly fine. I, that is a buzz <laughs> I will happily take. <laughs> All right, uh, Judd Zolgad, your first prediction. Anthony Edwards will go for thirty or more points and lead the Wolves in scoring in their opener on October twentieth against the Rockets. Look at you drinking some Wolves. Ant too. Edwards. Love it, man. Oh, I'm all in on Ant. So thirty or more points and and lead the team in points. Yep, yep, okay. he'll lead the team, excuse me, 30 or more points and lead the Wolves in scoring in their opener. Okay. Seems like an unnecessary second clause that could cost you, but that's the game here. Write that down. Okay. All right. Cat goes for 37. Yeah. Ant, yeah. Go, Ant goes for 36. You know what? No, I'm going for, no, I'm, I'm swinging away. I'm swinging from my heels. Right, so that's Mary. how this works. Swinging okay. away. Yeah, okay, okay Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, okay, Joaquin. 
Uh, I also have a Timberwolves uh, prediction. I will also be drinking this Wolves Kool-Aid a little bit. Write it down. You like writing things down. The Wolves will hit the over of their 34.5 wins by DraftKings. So as of today, DraftKings has them at 34.5. I'm going to say the Wolves will hit over, so they'll have more than 35 wins. They'll have 35 wins or more this season. So I'll write that down. The Wolves will hit the over their 34.5 wins. Write this down. I think it's a smart smart move for you to get in on the 34 there, too, because uh, that might go up after my next prediction. Write this down. The Wolves will go undefeated in the preseason. That's right. Oh, good God. The Wolves will go undefeated in the preseason. They have three scheduled games remaining. Friday night against the Denver Nuggets. They got the Clippers on October 11th and the Brooklyn Nets at Barclays Center, which means no Kyrie. Is one of you uh, at Terminal 2 right now at a, at a local airport, or is that? I think that's Judd. That's me. There, okay. there is some, someone who's decided to do some crap outside. Got it. Oh, I don't know. I'll is it is it your lawn? Is are there, are there... no 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 no. It's crossed. Uh, it's crossed the way here. This person moved out, and now <laughs> everyone who moves in here like redoes their house and crap, and it's just annoying. It's like just whatever happened to moving into a house and accepting what the house looked like. It just accept the dead now bodies in the basement, like, right? Now everybody rips everything out. They do new hardwood floors they take out carpeting it's like you don't have to remodel the house if you want a new house buy a damn new house way out in the suburbs not by me anyway oh, I'm sorry it. that's right. okay we'll go that's back okay. to it all right all right read your second prediction all right my second prediction is that justin jefferson and adam Thielen will combine for at least 20 touchdowns this season okay Ooh. okay okay I like that. All right. Yeah, I think they're already off to a pretty decent start there. Probably have to pick up the pace a little bit. I was debating between 20 and 25, and I think I'm going to go on the weaker end of it, going with this 20. Yeah, after watching that game last <laughs> week, it's like, oh, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Judd, your second prediction. Um. Kirill Kaprizov will score. I, I had to unmute myself. This show myself. is just devolved. I had to oh, unmute great. myself. Because We're in four different locations right now. I should right go outside now. and say, Number one, do you know who I am? And number two, would you quit with the noise? And number three, would, would you like a surly, perhaps? Um, <laughs> in fact, you know what? I will, I will, if you will quit with that damn thing going on outside, I will give you a six pack of surly. Actually, you know what? If you want, I got some PXG clubs from PXG oh, Minneapolis. If you'll shut, shut the chainsaw up, you know, that'll shut the guy it, up. PXG is a paradise for fall golfers in the Twin Cities. You can find some of the best clubs, some of the best apparel on the market, and you can stop making noise outside Judd's window while he's trying to do an award-winning radio show, podcast, and YouTube show right now. PXG Minneapolis. Go check them out, Southdale Center, and pxg.com slash Minneapolis. Now move away from Judd's window. Yeah, exactly right. Get the hell away from me. All right, uh, prediction number two, Kirill Kaprizov will score two or more goals in the wild opener against the Ducks. Interesting. So he will have two or more goals against the not-so-good Anaheim Ducks in a game that you can only see on ESPN Plus and Hulu. Which is good. That's great. It's good for you, yeah. It's good for everyone. There's only... Certain amount of games on the local Not broadcast. I, I got specifically didn't watch the local. I love this plan. I think it's the best thing the NHL's ever done, and they're kind of dumb. So yeah. Also, one of the one of the methods that Declan was using last year, I know, is no longer a viable method. Correct. Oh, really? Games. Yeah. Yes. They stopped. They stopped. Uh, I don't know if if the leagues the leagues found out about this method or Correct. what have you, but it's definitely not an option. Anymore. I had to pivot. All right. I had to pivot, but it's fine. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, Dax, your second prediction. Uh, I'll go with a wild prediction as well. I will say Matthew Boldy will dress in the wild season opener against the Ducks. So the Wild are basically, they're down to like four players vying for one more roster spot, Boldy being one of them. I think it's more likely than not, off the record, by the way, that Marco Rossi isn't making this team. It looks like he's probably going to start in Iowa. Uh, but I'm going to say Boldy grabs the last of these forward spots, and he will dress in the Wild season opener against the Ducks. Write that down. All right. Okay. Um, all right, write this down. Last night, the Red Sox tallied their 41st postseason game victory since 2004. Over that same stretch, the Minnesota Twins have zero, zero playoff wins. And by the way, it's not like like the Mariners also have zero, but they haven't been to the playoffs in like 20 years, right? The Twins have been to the playoffs. Let's see here. 04, so let's see. 06, 9, 10. And then again in like 15 or something. And then like they've been to the playoffs like six times since 2004. And they're 0 for 18, the longest postseason losing streak in North American team sports history. Write this down. The Red Sox will get to 50 postseason wins since 2004 before the Twins get to one. It could happen this year if they get to the World. I think they'd have to get to the World Series and win at least a couple games. Uh, or it extends into next year. But the Red Sox will get to 50 postseason wins since 2004 before the Twins get to one. Write it down. Okay. Think about that. Yeah, but yeah, the front I, office, oh, I, according to Jim Polad, has done an, a, quote, A-plus job this I, season. I thought about it. A-plus job. What a job. Do you, do you think Derek and Thad are going to be up for front office of the year? Because I think I think it's be, close. Right? It's, it's pretty Maybe. close. I mean, if they hadn't done what they did, this the Giants team might have been front really office bad. Was, the Giants front office no. was pretty good. Red Sox, but yeah. I feel like they left a couple games on the table. I think the Twins really maximized everything. Yeah. When you when you keep Jake Cave on your roster for an entire season and get the production that they did from that team player, you are doing something right. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Write this down. All right, Reed, your third and final prediction. All right, so just to keep the bouncing of sports consistent over here, I'm going to go back to the Wild. I'm going to say that the Wild will win the division and make it past the first round of playoffs. Whoa! Here we go. Let's get it. Yeah. The winning the, winning the division is the hardest part of that prediction, right? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. You can upset oh, yeah. someone. So that'll be, yeah, that'll be a tough one. Well, thanks for stepping in here, Reed. Since you've got this platform again, is there anyone else in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this peak moment? Oh, I mean, shout out to my parents. You know, got to appreciate them bringing me into this world, even though it was uh, as a Minnesota sports fan. Um, love them dearly. Always will. Thank you guys. You know, appreciate this morning helping me kill an hour when I was really sure what I was going to have going on. And yeah, I mean, thank you guys for coming out with the content. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You guys always come out with great stuff and the daily posts. They're awesome. It keeps me entertained, keeps me doing stuff. So thank you guys. Shout out to your boss too, Reed. I mean, shout out yeah. to your boss for, for letting you come on here, basically. Yeah, I appreciate it, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. All right, that's, that's Reed, guest listener, predictor, taking his swings here on Write That Down. All right, one more lap, Judd Zilgad. FYI, the noise is getting closer, so now I'm just getting really upset. Like, <laughs> I, didn't buy, I didn't buy this house to have some joker next door decide that they're going to shave off the top of the house while I'm trying to do a podcast. Okay? Also, is this going to be like a two-month project now or every go, single day? When I get done with this prediction, I'm going to go look out uh, my window right here and see what the hell they're doing. It literally sounds like they're sawing into the house. Like, it's just ridiculous. Oh, it's hilarious. Patrick Beverly 
will be assessed 10 or more technical fouls this season. <laughs> Patrick Beverly, who already dropped an F-bomb in a quote, which was fantastic. Yep. He's great, dude. He's perfect. He's going to be, he is going to be, fan. he is truly, because you know what he is? He, he He's not nearly as talented as Butler, but he's got the edge. But I feel like he's got it. I feel like, I, I might be wrong here, in a more positive way. Like he's going to embolden his teammates, which will be fun yes. to see, not cut them down. He'll be assessed 10 or more texts this season. Write isn't, it down. You like writing right, things down. With a suspension? Like, don't you, once you get to a certain amount of text, you get yeah. suspended for I think, it's yeah. 14, I think it's 14. Okay. He's, sus- he's suspended for the first game this season. He can't Because he, he shoved Chris Paul in the back yes. out of spite. And it was there was no reason for it. Like, he got beat by oh, Chris Paul mad. in a playoff game. He's and he was such, such a poor sport that he shoves him from behind. And you know what? I hate it. I hated him in that moment. But you're here for it. And if I'm he was playing for, for any other team, I would probably hate him. But because he's a Timberwolf, he's my new favorite player. I and love you know it. what? AJ thing You really enjoy it on your team. <laughs> it is. Yes. He also like I think he was trashing the Pelicans. He was like, Yeah, we put up sixty points or forty points in the second quarter on those guys, you know. You know, we don't turn it off. Like it was just this amazing like peacocking, chest thumping quote about the first preseason game in the Good second quarter. I love it. <laughs> it is pretty good right now. All right, Dex, your final prediction. All right, my final prediction. Uh, baseball playoff one. It's nice watching uh, teams win playoff games and enjoying fun things in the playoffs. So I'll go with the baseball playoff one here. The White Sox will beat the Astros in their ALDS series. So I'm going to go with the White Sox will beat the Astros okay. in their ALDS series. They're on the road for that. So I don't know if this is a home run. No, it's, I don't, it's it, But it's a solid hit. Um, and I would like to see the Sox win. Uh, I kind of like the Sox, and the Astros are still the Astros to me. I, I still boo them. So White Sox will beat the Astros in the LDS. Okay. Write that down. All right. I'm going to make a, I want one to come off the board here for tonight. So I'm going to say, write this down. I'm trying to think of how much I want to put into this. I'd like, I'd like to swing for a home run here. So I think the Cardinals, the Cardinals and the Dodgers are playing each other tonight. And there's like a 17 or a 16 win difference between the two teams. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So the Dodgers are actually a uh, a minus two thirty two and a half to one favorite in this game. So the Cardinals will win this game. Adam Wainwright, huh? Yep, the Cardinals will win this game. And I want you guys to maybe help me quantify this. Okay, there's gonna be rumblings or complaints from the Dodgers side or media that the wild card the wild card format is flawed. That that started already. So absolutely. Yep. Okay, so there's going to be like an article written oh, of yeah. some kind. Oh yeah, saying after the Dodgers lose from a prominent media platform that the wild card format is flawed precisely because of what happened to the Dodgers. Like, yes. well, well, we beat that team by 15 games in the regular season. Why are we playing a coin flip? You know? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and they will call for somebody's going to call for seedings of playoff teams. Yeah. I guarantee so that's off the record, but something like that. And I yeah. will say this will all happen bef- before next week's write that down. We, so, don't have to, we don't have to wait all offseason. So your swing is what? That the Dodgers will lose? The, the Dodgers Cardinals? will lose to the Cardinals. Okay. All right. And that sometime in the next week, a prominent media platform okay. will feature an article complaining about the wild card format. Gotcha. All right. So there it is. Those are the write that down predictions for the week here on Mackie and Judd. Judd just having pounding construction outside his door. I got room. I got room service or cleaning knocking on my hotel room door over here. It's ridiculous. We're just (laughs) trying. Idiot. (laughs) We gotta go.
Oh my god! All right. As Bob Casey once said, "Quit this now! Now no, quit this! This I'll is quit a, this! Oh, this is a championship podcast! This is a championship podcast! This is a Marconi finalist podcast! <laughs> That's our other show, actually. Uh, you'll actually be able to use that line when we start recording Purple Daily. You can just open the window and say, "We are Marconi finalists. Yeah. We are MFers." Okay. Yeah. Here's some surly and put that saw down. All right, that's a wrap on Mackie and Judd. Reckless Speculation Thursday, tomorrow with our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson. And uh, don't forget, Vikings Vent Line after every Vikings game. Win or lose, therapy or celebration, we got you covered. It's the most fan-friendly, interactive show in Minnesota sports every Sunday on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. See you guys. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.